turn your Bibles to Hebrews 6, 7 through 8. Hebrews 6, verses 7 and 8. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that the papers lost last night. I know. I was I know it's I know Jackson ain't saying nothing. Jackson's a Patriots fan, so. Get a white glass whole time, y'all. Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, verses 7 and 8 says. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. You may be seated. There is nothing but good news in this text. Good growth. Good growth. For me, it was myself included, 2019 was a year of investment. It was a year you likely spent time, energy, and resources investing, planting, planting. For many of you, likely, it probably seemed at times during the year that your blow up didn't happen. You came into January 1st last year thinking this is going to be the year, and 2019 just seemed like heartache, tears, brokenness, bitterness, death, anger, breakups, resentment. Desertion, betrayal. Many of you may have been left in the dark on some things that you thought the light surely should have been shined upon. And so 2019 for you was a year you were ready to get through, and likely by the end of this year, you may very well feel the same way. But in my heart and in my soul, and I speak this not only to you from the Bible because of the Spirit of God's leading me through this text, but even from my own passion and my own desire, not just for you, but for myself. I believe good seeds, once planted properly, will grow and produce Fruit. Seed, if planted properly, will grow. I mean, it'll germinate, it'll set root, it will break through the ground, it will blossom, it will bloom, and it will eventually produce what we see coming and what we have always felt. I believe that what you desire to happen is going to happen. The tragedy in coming to church. If you're weak in the faith, is that your hope is 
something will happen that will enliven and bolden your faith. And no person, here's the truth, can make someone have faith. You have to make the decision and make the choice to have faith yourself. Then, once you make the choice to have it, you then must make the choice to grow the faith. Which in one end, spiritually, is leaned upon God because God can't lie. And if we practice his principles, he has to. In truth, since he can't lie, make his processes work. And if we have faith to practice what he says, God will give each of us in the areas of our lives where we are concerned good growth. And I'm excited for you. I don't know all of your business. But your marriage is going to get better because you're praying for it to get better. You're working on it. Your finances are going to get better. Because you are praying about it and you are working on it. Your, your career is going to take off. Your, your business is going to take off. And I'm not trying to be one of these TV preachers telling you your time has come. But here it is. While we Live the non-sinful elements of our life that God says can be a blessing. He will bless if you pray and practice the principle of faith. Amen. 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 This text in Hebrews is really a text about growth. And if there's any theses, a main idea of this text, I really want you to walk away from, it is this. Everything that God gives life to grows. Everything that God gives life to. Regardless of its function. If it lives, it grows. Whether it is moral or amoral, if it lives, it grows. That includes you. That includes what you lay your hands to. That includes what you dream and what you desire and what you see in your inner self. If it lives, it grows. Amen. It either grows itself or it exists in such a state whether it lives or not to promote growth. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of God we serve. God is not a God of death. God is a God of life. Yeah. His son Jesus comes that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Now, I'm not going to play on your intelligence. You, you understand that whatever God makes grows, but you also see how people live and you know how you live. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps your issue today isn't with the idea that God gives growth to everything that lives. Maybe that's not your issue. Maybe the issue is 
why does it seem like some things grow bigger than others? I got that problem. I got that problem. Five foot nothing. Five foot nothing. Constantly looking up at people. There are people in this church, even though I'm standing on a stage, are taller than me standing down there. Amen. I, I look at my face. I, I'll be 42 on, on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I know I'll never be a member of the beard gang. The raise of my face and my face got smoother when I did it. Like the opposite happened. God, why did you give them six foot something and I'm five foot nothing? Why they got a beard and I ain't I barely got a mustache? God, why why does it seem like they always get the good opportunity and I'm sitting here struggling with the one opportunity I have? Why why they always get lucky with money, getting dropped off bags of money, and I can't even find a penny on the ground on my way to work. Why does it seem that way? And it can seem that way if you don't sense or feel your own growth. Some of us even right here right now can't celebrate somebody else's good life because yours seemingly doesn't grow. This text exposes something, and it's a hard truth. But if you receive it, y'all listen to me. If you receive it, you'll be blessed. Here's the truth. You ready for it? Here it is. Growth is certain, but good growth is conditional. Growth is certain, but good growth is conditional. Say, say that another way. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. If you want good growth, you have to do what promotes good growth. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Say it another way for those in the back. Okay, here it is. Amen. Good things don't just happen. Amen. If you want good things in your life, you have to do what promotes good things happening. And as children of God, you came to church. I didn't, I didn't make you come. You came to church. You nodding your head in belief. You're making sounds to indicate to me that you're kind of picking up what I'm putting down. Here it is. If you are a child of God, you, my friend, my brother, my sister, are in the best possible position to receive good things. But even as a Christian, your growth is determined by what you do. First in this text, the writer speaks about good ground. Write down good ground. He's there in verse 7. He says, for the earth which drinketh in the rain cometh off upon it and 
bringeth forth fruit, herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. Here's good ground. Good ground receives rain and produces herbs. I know that, that no rain falls. The rain falls, the ground receives it. And then the ground produces herbs. Now there are some herbs that grow wild, but when you read the text in verse 7, look what it says. It drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it and bringeth forth herbs. Watch this. For them whom it is dressed. In other words, it grows what was planted. Good ground receives rain to cover the seed so that what was planted can grow. There's no way of saying this. Let me put it in your back pocket. Here it is. Uh, he's speaking about Christians who receive the word of God. But before they receive the word of God, they have invested seeds so that the word of God has something to grow. All right? Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, many of us in this room uh, don't see things grow. It's not because you don't come to church and and hear a sermon and, and, and all of those things. But we don't have seeds planted before the rain comes. And so since there's no seed in the ground, all we have is wet ground. But if you make investments into your heart, what are your investments? Your prayers, the things God has revealed to your spirit and to your heart. The things you have believed and received and have meditated on according to the word of God. And when the spirit rains down on the surface of your soul, now the rain and the soil has something to grow. This is going to be tight, but I got to say it. Some of us have never had a dream ever. We've coveted. What other people have. And God won't give you what never has belonged to you. But if you've ever had a dream, if you've ever been inspired, if you've ever been touched by the Spirit of God with a calling or plan for your life, now you have something that the Word of God can agree with. Psalms 1, 
Psalms 1, when you read that, that psalm, it says, as a result of that one who delights in the law of the Lord, which we would say in the New Testament church is the word of God itself, those who delight in the word says that they shall be planted like a tree, and the leaf on that tree will not wither, and whatever that person does, prospers. That's a child of God. It's not dependent upon how many sins you commit, not dependent upon how intellectual you are, but if you love God, love his word, and God has called you to move in your daily living with purpose, he will water your steps so that whatever you do prospers. Amen. Who wouldn't want to be ground like that? Whatever you do prospers you. Even the mistakes you make prosper you. Even the unplanned instances of your life that could be devastating to someone else, they prosper you because you delight in the Lord. That's good ground. But then there's bad ground. Got the Bible open? Bad ground. Look at verse 8. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. I'll say before I explain this verse that this is my favorite verse of the two. This verse is not saying what you think it says. What, what, what's, so, what's so bad about bad ground? Watch this. Just like the good ground, it receives rain. <laughs> it receives rain. But there is no keeper of the ground. The text says that from bad ground, grows thorns and briars. I know y'all city folk. And so, and so the only thorns you know of is roses. <laughs> but outside of roses, weeds and wild trees as a mechanism to compete with other Vegetation, they protect themselves by sprouting briars and thorns. There's no one there to till the ground, to work the ground, or to develop the ground, and so the ground is forced to grow by itself. And I wonder today if I were to do a silent poll in our church. Yeah. Not because of what our church is, mm -hmm. but because of the negative nature of human nature. I would wonder where many of us sit. Wow. Are we the kind of people that live our lives with intentionality? We have a plan. We have a goal. 
we have a dream and we have saturated that goal, that dream, and that plan in the Word of God to rely upon the Spirit of God to bring through with His power and providence and our energy and dedication that thing that we have thought of, dreamed of, and planned? Or are we just waking up in the morning competing with every person we see? I gotta get a better car than them. I gotta get a better pair of shoes than them. I gotta get a better haircut, hairstyle than them. I, I have to get a bigger house than them. I need to make more money than them. I gotta somehow, some way, get more likes on my social media than them. I have to be accepted in that circle before the year is over. Many of us, though unspoken, live our lives not for ourselves, but we live our lives trying to be somebody that doesn't even that we are in a competition with them and before we know it we have what we thought would make us feel better but it doesn't because our desires and dreams are not properly groomed in us many of you the problem here it is it's not it's not haters it's not what daddy didn't do and should have did it's not what mama should it's not what your church should have did. It's not what your job or that teacher at school should have did. For many of us, the enemy is us. And instead of us being something that could produce a sweet smelling savor and herb that has been planted and shared, we can't even be approached because if somebody approaches us, we'll cut them before they can even get their hands. Is to burn the ground. 
that produces green herbs. I, I know I'm right about it because it happens every year in the African Serengeti. Every year there's a four-tier cycle on the Serengeti of dry season and then wet season. The wet season comes and it grows the grass on the plains of the Serengeti to where those blades of grass can sometimes reach 10 feet tall. The animals all over Africa, lions and, and, and giraffes and, and wildebeests and zebras and, and water buffaloes and, and ostriches and monkeys of different variations come to the Serengeti. They don't attack one another. Instead, they just drink and eat the grass that has grown. They eat it so much that they eat it to the nub. And when they eat it to the nub and when the rain season ends, the sun above the sky shines down on the Serengeti. And when it shines on the Serengeti, it dries up the entire region. So much so that naturally, without any man-made manipulation, the Serengeti catches on fire. The entire region burns, it burns, it burns, it burns, it burns until the rain season comes again. And when the rain season comes again, it rains so hard that the water seeps down about 10 feet beneath the surface. On top of the ground, it looks like nothing will ever grow there again.
his very best. Now, is there anybody here as a close who 